Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. Sure, yes, the lights go out. The game is over, and we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. On 95-7, the game. Evan Porter spins out to Daniel Tice. He's back on the floor. Trying to move in. Jalen Green, pass knocked down by Gary Payton. The second picked up by JTA. Over to Payton. Lob inside. Wiggins flying in for a two-hand slam. Pool feeds in. Payton the second. Backdoor baseline jam. That kind of night, once again, inside Chase Center, John Dickinson with you as the Warriors beat the Rockets 120 to 107 so the Warriors homestand continues and the Warriors continue to rack up wins as Golden State improves to 8 and 1 on the season best record in the NBA as the Warriors now the only team uh, in the Western Conference that has one or two losses. The Utah Jazz got beat tonight in Orlando. So everybody else in the West has at least two losses. And for the second consecutive game, the Warriors send an opponent packing at the bottom of the Western Conference standings. One and nine were the Pelicans when they walked out of Chase Center on Friday night. One and nine are the Houston Rockets as they walk out of Chase Center tonight. Uh, and the Warriors are preparing for their first back-to-back of this young season as the Atlanta Hawks are going to be in here tomorrow night. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That's the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call. You can shoot me a text. What do you like about this ball game? which uh, in many ways looked like a lot of other ball games that the Golden State Warriors have played uh, in this building this season and another night where uh, a big run and really a couple of big runs wind up proving to be the difference for the Warriors who, who led this one 32 or 37 32 at the end of the first quarter kind of a defense optional first quarter here but the first little flurry late second quarter and it was another night for another bench player t- to come through uh, and make an impact one of many Uh, Otto Porter Jr., late second quarter, kind of a back-and-forth game. Warriors putting the Rockets on the free-throw line quite a bit, allowing them to hang in the game. But then Otto Porter Jr. uh, brought Chase Center, uh, the crowd, to its feet 
with three consecutive threes late in the second quarter, turned a close game into what briefly was a 10-point lead and wound up being a 69-61 halftime lead for the Warriors. So they gained some separation uh, there. Uh, And then where this game really was flipped in the Warriors' favor for good, late in the third quarter, uh, the Rockets again hanging around. It's 83-80. Uh, with about five minutes to go, so mid-third quarter, 5:01 to go. It's 83-80, Warriors over the Rockets, and the Warriors would go on a 15-0 run. It would wind up being overall a 20-3 run in the final 5:01 of the third quarter, and the Warriors uh, would have a 20-point lead after three. Stephen Curry would not have to check back into the game in the fourth quarter, although it did get a little dicey. Uh, you were kind of wondering around the four or five minute mark, would the Rockets make it close enough to where Steve Kerr was going to be compelled to put uh, Stephen Curry back in the game? Draymond Green, uh, who, who was in some foul trouble tonight, was he going to have to get back uh, in, in this one as well? Uh, but he winds up Uh, playing just 22 minutes. So all in all, the Warriors get a win, another thumping of a a, a lesser opponent uh, in this building when you look at what they've done to the Pelicans and the Rockets this weekend, the Thunder last weekend, and then even throw in Charlotte, who was in a bad way uh, when they came into Chase Center, and the Warriors able to uh, win by 13 tonight, uh, but the game really wasn't that close. 41 the other night, they beat the Thunder and the Hornets by 21 and 22, respectively, as the Warriors continuing to add on to that uh, league-leading point differential as they sit now at 8-1. and one. But handling business uh, against these lesser opponents on this homestand uh, has been a key, and, and the Warriors, while it hasn't always been pretty, there's been a lot of different contributors off the bench, and there's been really one big run in each of these games that have turned out to be blowouts or at the very least, least double-digit victories uh, where the Warriors are able to, to seize control. Tonight, those two runs, the biggest keys for me in this one, late second quarter, Otto Porter uh, having his night where he winds up going for 15, and, and another game where Gary Payton Jr. is just, uh, or Gary Payton the second rather, is just all over the place. All over the place, a plus 27, a team high, plus 27. He keeps going up for dunks. We played uh, his dunk on the lob from Draymond Green, and you know I put this out on Twitter during the ball game. Uh, you know, it's getting to the point with Gary Payton the second where almost every night he's pulling a dunk out of the hat that you didn't think he had in the hat or in the bag. But he does have it in the bag, and he's showing it time and time again. So maybe it's time to stop thinking that Gary Payton II doesn't uh, have that in the bag because I think everybody inside Chase Center, 18,064 deep, uh, another sellout, was thinking when Draymond threw that up that Gary Payton II was probably not going to be able to to come down with it, but yet he was able to come down with it and uh, brought everybody to their feet. Uh, and he's just been an electrifying player uh, that, that you just add it to the list of, of quality depth that you really didn't know if you're a Warriors fan that, that you had in terms of him being the, the 15th man and the final player that, that wound up uh, on the roster after he went, cleared waivers and then was signed 
uh, on October the 19th when, when the season started. So you, you figured in a perfect world, Bielitsa was going to help, Porter was going to help, Lee was going to help. I think a lot of the depth at times, the conversation, you know, Jordan Poole's going to help when Clay Thompson comes back. What's going to happen with the young guys? What's going to happen with the young guys? But I think Gary Payton II is, is another uh, you know, young player, inexperienced player in terms of a lot uh, in the NBA, but but somebody that that's got a little bit more life experience than some of these other uh, younger players, and and he just continues to be a perfect fit. Somebody that, that can defend and change the game that way, but somebody that in a very uh, unique way can help the Warriors even offensively because of the way uh, teams have to defend him, putting bigger players on him. And he's able to to cut uh, and and draw them up toward defenders in in screen action and and wind up uh, cutting and getting some opportunities to get to the basket because the Warriors have bigs who can shoot. So if if one of your guards you know, isn't the most adept shooter, although Peyton's been able to knock down some shots, then he can get to the basket more in the offense, and the outside players can shoot the three, and the Warriors have been able to to really use that to to their advantage. Uh, in this early season, in this last stretch of games, really going back to about two weeks uh, ago tonight when Peyton saw his first significant action in Sacramento and made a real positive impact in that game. That was a game where Andre Iguodala was resting, uh, coming off uh, the the banged-up hip. Warriors gave Iguodala a night off tonight. Uh, Moses Moody got some first-half minutes uh, in in the minutes that were available because Iguodala wasn't going to be out there. Uh, but Gary Payton II uh, is somebody that, that played that night and really has been uh, a major factor uh, every time he's been asked to get out there on the floor uh, since. And now he's somebody that, that Steve Kerr uh, is saying on a night-in, night-out basis has played his way into a, a position where he's going to have to to get back out there and and, and be in the rotation uh, on a night-in, night-out basis. So another depth piece for this uh, already extremely deep Warriors team uh, just getting deeper and deeper uh, by the minute. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. John Dickinson inside Chase Center where the Warriors beat the Rockets tonight 120-107. Uh, game that really wasn't that close. Warriors led by as many as 21. They were up 20 at the end of the third quarter. And uh, really the only negative on the night for the Warriors was the fact that they fouled. And you know you always hear Steve Kerr talking about he wants to keep the turnovers down, wants to win the possession battle. And when the Warriors have not been as good defensively, typically they foul too much. And that's a big part of the reason why the opposition – gets to the free throw line, can stop the game, can force the Warriors to play more half-court basketball, but also can get some some easy points, some cheap points. And, and the Rockets are a team, Whitey Gleason mentioned this on, on Warriors Live as he joined me, the, the Rockets are the kind of team that, that does get to the free throw line uh, a lot, uh, but they don't make a lot of free throws. And, and you go back through this one, the Rockets wind up finishing the night 37 free throws. The Warriors committed 27 fouls. Uh, the Rockets only made two-thirds of those free throws, but they did have a 25-17 advantage on the Warriors at the free throw line in a game that wound up being a 13-point lead. And and that really was the story of the night as far as why this game didn't really turn into a blowout until late in the third quarter when the Warriors had that massive run. And that was because 
the Warriors. Steph Curry had three fouls in the first half. Draymond was in, in some foul trouble uh, in this ball game, and, and the Rockets, with, with their uh, athletic younger players, were able to uh, attack and, and get the Warriors to foul them, and that allowed this game uh, really for a good chunk of the first 30, 31 minutes of the night. Uh, it, it never felt like the game was in danger uh, if you're the Warriors, but uh, there was a, a scenario where it, it, it felt like maybe it was a little bit closer than some of these other games had been. And I think that uh, as the one real negative for tonight is probably something that, that Steve Kerr uh, would point to. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson inside Chase Center here. Uh, before we pause, let, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors a little bit of a shorter post-game session downstairs in the Bill King interview room. Let's hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, following this one. All right, Coach, what did you think of the lift that you guys got from Otto tonight? Yeah, he was great. I mean, that, that stretch in the uh, second quarter had the, the bench uh, jumping up and down, excited, and, and then he was part of that, uh, that late third quarter run as well. So it was uh, a lot of fun. Otto and, and Belly have just given us a totally different dimension from really anything we've we've had you know since i've been here just having two bigs who can shoot threes like that it it really opens up the floor steve steph played just 27 minutes draymond just 22 how important was it to limit them going into what's coming tomorrow night yeah i mean that was uh it was huge we know how talented atlanta is and uh so we were hoping that we could you know come out with a victory without having to play those guys um you know, over 30 minutes, that was the hope going in, but you never know. And and I thought Houston played really hard and they played well for a long time, but that last stretch at the end of the third, you know, broke the game open and allowed us to rest those guys the rest of the way. Just last game, Andre was looking at the box score and said, we've got to find a way to get Jordan to the line more often. And I think he got there nine times tonight. Did, did he do anything differently or is that kind of just the, what the game provided for him tonight? No, I just think he, uh, he had some openings and he attacked and, uh, and just uh, did a nice job recognizing driving lanes. And, and uh, but that's big, you know, when he can get to the line, he's obviously a great foul shooter. And then also we can get our defense set up when any, anybody's at the line. So uh, those were important uh, free throws. I thought Jordan played really well. So when does uh, Gary Payton the second replace Steph in the starting lineup? <laughs> Plus twenty-seven tonight for Gary. Um, he is—he's uh, just doing it nightly, and um, great, great weapon to have coming off the bench. And uh, I think I've said this, but what's great about this year's team is we have um, a lot of shooting, a lot of spacing, which opens up the floor for Gary. So this year's team is a much better fit for him than last year's team was. And that's why he's able to make such a big impact now. Can you recall anybody else who at his size has been the kind of lob threat that he has been for you guys? No, I can't. I mean, I, I thought, I thought Draymond threw the ball over his head on that one. And uh, the guy is amazing. He's so athletic, but he has long arms too. And he's just got great timing on those lobs. And uh, it's really fun to, fun to watch him play. Steve, you, you talked about it a little bit the other night, but Gary's been scratching and clawing for like five years to get to this point. Why do you think it suddenly clicked so well for him right now? For Gary? For Gary, yeah. I think because of the makeup of our roster. I think uh, we're much more able to put him in lineups that make sense. Uh, a year ago, it was tougher to do that. We just didn't have the spacing. And uh, so we did find 
you know, pockets for him and he had some really good games for us. But um, to me, Belly and Otto and Andre, the additions of those guys has made the game much more playable for Gary in terms of putting him in, into combinations that, that fit. You guys uh, emphasize uh, defending without fouling. And I think they got to the line uh, 37 times tonight. What do you make of the whistles? Uh, the whistle was good. Uh, we deserved all those fouls. Um, we were we were fouling like crazy. Coming into the game, we were doing really well through, through eight games. That was one of our goals in training camp. Uh, we hadn't even brought it up over the last uh, couple of weeks. And then uh, I think it was 20, 22 free throws in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. So took a step backwards in that regard tonight. So we got to clean that up. Going back to Jordan, you told me after shooter on the other day that you think that he's one of your team's best at just attacking the rim and breaking down defenses. Is that something that you've talked to him about, you know, as well as shooting is really easy to fall in love with, but he is really good at getting to the rim. Uh, I don't really have to say much to him. I mean, uh, there's a reason we drafted him in the first round. He's just got, um, got a lot of speed and ability to, to uh, get by his defender. So um, he's, he's playing a really important role for us this year with that ability to, to, get, to break down the defense. Hey, Coach Kerr, James Hill with BNC Sports. Uh, talk a little bit about the back-to-back experience. Uh, you get a W tonight, a quick turnaround, and you'll see Atlanta. Yeah, it's, uh, it's our first, I think it's our first back-to-back of the year. Um, I think we're ready for it. I think uh, it helps that we're, both games are at home. You know, not traveling between the back-to-backs it, it makes it a little easier on the players' bodies. So hopefully we'll be ready to roll tomorrow. Atlanta's a really talented team, and, uh, and they were resting tonight, so we got to be we got to be ready to go. Yeah, the Warriors will have to be ready to go tomorrow with the Hawks in here. The Hawks uh, struggling a little bit to, to begin this season, and they're playing game two uh, of a road trip uh, out here on the West Coast. They lost last night. They're four and six, a team uh, that was in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, a year ago uh, and was a handful for Milwaukee before the Bucks ultimately wound up going on to win the NBA championship. But the Hawks... Uh, have dropped three in a row, and they blew a a lead, a double-digit lead, going to the fourth quarter last night in Phoenix, and the Suns were able to to come back and beat them. Uh, But, yeah, the Hawks are 1-5 and on the road to start the season, and uh, that's going to be a fun matchup. Steph and and, and Trey Young and and a lot of young talent on that Hawks roster, and the Warriors playing better than anybody over the first three weeks of this NBA season. We'll pause here. Uh, 888-957-9570, your thoughts on this one. Would you like to see Gary Payton the second in the dunk contest? Well, Gary Payton addressed that very thought. Uh, we'll hear from GP2. Coming up next, it's Warriors wrap-up. John Dickinson here inside Chase Center. Warriors beat the Rockets tonight 120-107 to 107 on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tights above the break of the right side. Pass deflected, stolen by Otto Porter. Behind the back dribble to the front court. Pulls oh. up. He checked three. The Otto Porter Jr. Show. Wow. 69-59. Just like that, the Warriors lead by 10. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. And the third of three consecutive threes, late second quarter. Game was basically a one-possession game. Uh, Teams exchanging buckets. And then Otto Porter Jr. takes the game over for a bit. Three consecutive threes wound up being 69-59. Rockets would get uh, a two going in at the half. 69-61 Warriors. Uh, get the the lead at the half. They go on to win it 120 to 107. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson back with you inside Chase Center. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. Anytime Otto Porter Jr. is stealing the ball and then pulling up from three, a la Steph Curry or a la... Tim Hardaway <laughs> back in the in the run TMC days uh, and it's going down uh, on a heat check you know it's probably a good night uh, for the Golden State Warriors and this was a very good night for for Otto Porter Jr. Uh, during that flurry uh, in the late part of the second quarter Porter Jr. finished with 15 points all on threes all on threes tonight for Otto Porter Jr. five of six from three-point range, and the thing that Otto Porter Jr. continues to do, which has been, I think, most impressive. I mean, we all know he can shoot, uh, but Otto Porter Jr., he's rebounding at, at, at a pretty high level. He wound up with nine rebounds uh, in, in the ball game tonight, uh, and there have been a couple of games where he's actually led the team in rebounds, and tonight another one of those Nights where he led the team in rebounds with nine. Draymond Green had eight. Uh, and there's been, I, I think, three times where Otto Porter Jr., I know two for sure, but I think it's actually three times that he's led the team in rebounds on a, on a given night. And that's somebody that we're talking about that's not playing uh, a, a lot of minutes, uh, 18 minutes, and he's getting you know nine boards uh, in this ball game. So that's uh, an area where I know rebounds aren't always the most important thing in the world, but we've seen the Warriors get crushed on the boards a lot, and and if you're not going to have a, a big team in terms of size, and look, the Warriors don't have Wiseman right now, and, and they're playing Kevon Looney, who's a center but an undersized one, and then they're basically playing uh, e- either Bielitsa or Porter or JTA or, or a little bit of Draymond Green at center from time to time, depending upon the lineup. If you're doing that, you got to have – you got to get rebounds somewhere, and I know Steph Curry's been been praised and, and rightfully so, uh, not only for his rebounding but but assuredly for his defense. And you're going to want to stick around and hear what Jordan Poole had to say about Stephen Curry's defense through the first nine games of this season. That's going to be coming up here between now and nine thirty. 
but you got to get you got to get rebounding. Uh, and, you know, from uh, people have to step in and fill the void, and, and Otto Porter Jr. has been one of the guys that's been able to help fill the void. Another player that's really helped fill the void in a number of different ways is Gary Payton II. We talk about the 5 of 6 from Otto Porter. Well, Gary Payton II was 5 of 6 overall, 10 points, plus 27. He had four steals tonight, three assists, doing a little bit of everything, and that means it's a podium game night for Gary Payton II. So let's go ahead and hear from him post-game downstairs here at Chase Center in the Bill King interview room. Tell us, are you the best dunker on this team? We got a lot of guys that can do some things. Whenever Wiggs, you know, decides to, you know, he wants to get over the rim, I made him go get one today. So I try to get him going. Wiggs, he's still young, so I know he can still jump out the gym. Did Draymond's lob to you feel as maybe out of reach initially as it looked? Uh, that's a great question because it did look kind of out of reach. But uh, I told him after the one in uh, Sacramento, he threw me one like it was a little, it was a little weird. I didn't see it at first, but I watched it and I seen it. And I told him I'll never leave him out there like that again. So I just made sure to just go up there, put a hand up, and uh, I was able to just to touch it. Do you think people knew how much bounce you have? Because I feel like, I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you, you, you watched the G for the last couple of years, you know, it, it's there. But uh, I'm just being myself, and guys are finding me. You know, and all these guys know that I can go get it if needed. Gary, following up on all that. Would you like to be in the dunk contest? At that? Um, I don't have too many tricks, you know, like like the young guys have these days. They got some things, you know, I'm an in-game dunker. Uh, worst comes to worst, I just put it on somebody's head. So I think I'm just going to stick with just putting on head, get two points and get back and play defense. So at halftime, I talked to your pops and he said how proud he was of you and, you know, that you've been able to do this for five, six years coming chasing this. And if you finally got to a place and let you do your thing. But he also said that, you know, he hit, he takes no credit for your athleticism. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Respect, respect. <laughs> but he did say that defensively, he goes, yeah, you know, he saw me play and he was around me. So what's his impact on you, on your defense, whether it's mentally or physically? To be honest, we really don't talk about defense at all. Like he said, I was just watching around him. And uh, I think just down the line somewhere it just clicked. When I was young, um, I wasn't offensively you know, gifted like he was. So I had to, had to do it on the defensive end, and I made sure I just was great at defense, and it, it led to steals, dunks, and that's how I got my offense going. Since then, you know, we really don't talk about defense at all. Do you look forward, like tomorrow, Trey Young and the Hawks are coming in town. Do you look forward to situations where you get to face up against somebody who's got a, you know, reputation? Oh, absolutely. Take that. Um, I, I know who's coming in here. I, you know, stick to the game plan and, you know, just try to take away, you know, things that, that Atlanta likes to do. Pretty consistently this year, you guys have defended well without fouling. There are a lot more tonight. Anything they were doing, you guys were doing, just a different officiating crew? Well, you know, we got to learn that uh, different uh, different groups, you know, are going to call the game different ways. And, you know, we just got to adjust to how the game's being called and the flow of the game. So I think we did that in the second half, uh, you know, just showed hands and, and played together, send guys into crowds and, you know, do what we do best, limit them one shot, gang rebound and get out in transition. Heard coaches say that defense is mostly about two things, desire and and sort of a, almost like a passion thing, but also a lot of it's mental. How much of it is is coming from the heart? I mean, pride. Probably 90, 90, 95% of that, you know, and one stop gets everybody going, gets everybody locked in, gets everybody, you know, excited to go down, you know, get a bucket and come back and, and let's get another one. Let's get out and get a run and, you know, and so it's just, it just trickles down from, from the top to the bottom in that first unit. 
did a hell of a job tonight, uh, pushing that league and making stops. Draymond, of course, is normal. Uh, 30s getting hands on ball. Jordan's been phenomenal on the defensive end, you know. So we just got to keep keep it going, and uh, you know anybody can make plays for us. Do you ever think back to just what it took for you to get to this point where it look okay? You're gonna be around now. Uh, yeah, it uh, took what five six years and just a lot of sacrifice. Uh, uh, just seize the seize the moment, seize the opportunity, and uh, like you said, I'm just trying to stick around. Yeah, they're uh, they're designing lob plays for you in the half court. Have you ever had that before uh, in your career? I mean it more from kind of the way they're using you, kind of, you know, four man, five man kind of on the offensive end. Is that very new to you or, or you know, in the G League, have you been kind of used essentially as a big? Yeah, uh, in G, I've, I've been the five man guarding up against against big fives um, in the last couple of years. So um, whatever I can do to help the team, you know, we have different lineups, small lineups, uh, play the dunker, come set set screens, you know. Yeah, it, whatever we need. Hey, Gary, it's James Hill with BNC Sports. Can you describe uh, what your family legacy in basketball means to you personally? And you're able to live your dream right there in the Bay Area. And uh, it's through hard work and, and, and effort. But can you just talk about what it means for you personally to be a warrior and to play NBA ball? It's hard to put that in words. But uh, more than anything, I just uh, – I wish my, my grandfather Pops and uh, AP, my grandmother, uh, was here, you know, for this moment. Rest in peace to both of them. But um, I know they're watching from above. But uh, just to see everybody come out nightly on a nightly basis, my my uncles, of course, my dad. I don't know how he feels, you know, playing here in in the Bay uh, with everybody. Earl sitting courtside, always supporting. He's always been there from the jump. I can't give you a word for it. It's just it, it touched right here. Every time I step on that court, every time I see family up there in the stands, it's, it's just different. Yeah, good stuff there from Gary Payton the second as uh, he has another impactful evening for the Warriors, plus 27 in just under 20 minutes, 10 points, another thrilling dunk, which is becoming a, a night-in, night-out deal for him. And uh, no tricks, though. No tricks for, for GP2, uh, he says, He's more of an in-game dunker, not a lot of tricks that you would need to be to be an active participant in the slam dunk contest. I'll admit, man, I, I was I was thinking about that tonight, uh, and I'm glad the question got asked downstairs, but but just kind of having some fun with it, I thought, wow, this he, he gets up, and and he he one of those that'll thunderously dunk on somebody, but I started thinking, man, who would I want to see in in the slam dunk contest? Uh, and yeah, I think Gary Payton the second, but you see this a lot when guys actually get in the dunk contest, there are some guys like him that get in and then they don't have the creativity because so much of, of getting in a dunk contest and winning a dunk contest is, is being creative. It's being able to throw the ball up to yourself or do this kind of spin or go between the legs and do all those things. But those really aren't a lot of the dunks that the type dunks that that you know happen in game he's going up and catching lobs he's trying to cram it on people it, and and that's impressive but it is a little bit different style of a dunk than a lot of the stuff that you see in the dunk contest so uh gp2 though i think being a little modest i think he's being a little modest there uh and not want to get too caught up too soon as somebody that has spent uh these last few years trying to work his way into you know 
not only being a consistent NBA player, but also being somebody now that, that that's going to be a night in night out contributor on a team that that has some pretty high aspirations. So I think he's he's maybe trying to tamp down some of the hype and and, and still keep it uh, where it's substance over style. But but he's been able to have both working his way uh, over these last few ball games. And uh, yeah, interesting as well. Mentioned the G League and just how he was put in positions to do some of the things that he's been asked to do with the Warriors during his career in the G League. And uh, also a nice nod uh, for tomorrow night, uh, as it'll be Trey Young in here and the Atlanta Hawks uh, in here. And look, Steph Curry's going to be a heavy part of that matchup. And Gary Payton II is somebody that's going to be a big part, I think, of that matchup and trying to defend Trey Young and, and everything that he brings to the table in terms of getting to the basket and the pull-up threes and just the, the gravity uh, that, that he can suck up uh, from a, a defense and, and be able to create so many different openings for his teammates to make plays. I mean, he took his game to another level last year. I know when Trey played here against the Warriors going back to uh, – late March and, and right after the, the trade deadline in the 72-game campaign, that was during the period where Stephen Curry was out uh, after he had taken that spill in Houston and, and had to miss some ball games, came back and, and tried to give it a go, then wound up missing some ball games. So that, that Hawks game was one of the games that Stephen Curry missed, and, and Atlanta wound up putting a thumping on the Warriors uh, in, in that time. So to get those two able to go head-to-head, against each other uh, is always going to be a, a heck of a lot of fun. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson inside Chase Center tonight where the Warriors beat the Rockets 120-107, to now 8-1 and on the season. And you look at the ball game tomorrow, Hawks were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, that's, a, that's a fun matchup, but the Hawks are not playing well. They're 4-6 and six to this point. Uh, the the Timberwolves got off to a, a little bit of a hot start through their first four games, but but they're a team now that's that's struggling uh, at at three and five, and they've dropped four in a row after the three and one start. Uh, and then the Chicago Bulls are, are a team that got beat uh, as they are prone to do against Philadelphia last night. So the Sixers are leading the Eastern Conference at eight and two. The Bulls six and three, and we'll see where they are. Uh, when they come in on Friday night. So still more opportunities ahead for this Warriors team to, to make some hay uh, and, and, and really continue to pad their record in this time that they're going to be playing uh, without uh, Clay Thompson and, and, and without James Wiseman until those two can get healthy and come back. A little bit of news before the game uh, that we mentioned on Warriors Live. Steve Kerr, not really a surprise here at all, but he told reporters before the game that James Wiseman, Clay Thompson, not going to be traveling with the team on this upcoming road trip. The Warriors are going to open that trip a week from tonight in Charlotte. They'll go to Brooklyn, Cleveland, a surprising uh, team to this point. Uh, Cavaliers are 7-4 and four and, and, and playing well. Then Detroit uh, before the Warriors come back home off of that trip. Uh, but they'll get a little bit of a test. Charlotte, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Detroit. Uh, you know, Detroit obviously is one of the teams 
really struggling to this point. They're one and eight. They're down there in the Rockets uh, area of things. They're down there in the Pelicans area of things. Uh, but you look at Cleveland, they're a surprising hot start. And Brooklyn, for all of the problems surrounding Brooklyn, they're still seven and three. You'd think you'd think sometimes Brooklyn, uh, with the way that they're talked about and, and some of the drama that surrounds them, you'd think that they're three and seven, uh, but they're not. They're actually seven and three, and that's going to be really, I think, the biggest test that the Warriors are going to have uh, these next couple of weeks until you get back where the Warriors are home right around the Thanksgiving holiday. There's some there's some tougher games the final week of the year. Uh, and, and on into the, the early part of 2022. Uh, but this next week, plus maybe that first game of the road trip in Charlotte, uh, still some opportunities for the Warriors to continue to pad this thing and continue to uh, set themselves up uh, to further their hot start. We heard from Gary Payton. Payton, double figures in scoring three straight games. That's a career high for him. It ties a career high for him, the three consecutive games. Uh, another player uh, that has seemingly flipped uh, a cold spell into a hot streak is Jordan Poole. Uh, didn't talk much about the first quarter in the first segment tonight, uh, but the Warriors led 37-32 at the end of the first quarter, and a big part of that was Jordan Poole, who went for 15 in the first quarter, five of six shooting, got to the free throw line four times, and you know, just like Andre Iguodala said, and we played that cut, after the game on Friday night, the next step for him is to get to the free throw line. Well, he got to the free throw line nine times in the first half, uh, and he winds up with the nine free throws for the night, making all nine of those free throws. And Jordan Poole has played and and flipped. And I think that's just what we're going to see from him. We're going to see hot and cold stretches from Jordan Poole, and he's just going to be one of those guys that you don't want to get too down on when he's struggling, but you, but you also don't want to necessarily, at least at this young stage of his career, act as if he's completely arrived either. And I think we saw that based on the way that he played in the preseason. I think there was a lot of conversation about, well, he's arrived, he's this, he's going to make a jump. And the truth is he still could make that jump, but that jump is not going to be made without still the normal ups and downs that a young player goes through. And, and let's just Let's just call it what it is. He's a streaky player both ways. He he gets in some white hot streaks where he's making everything and can go off it, it similarly to the way Steph Curry can, maybe a, a, a mini version of that, a lesser version of that, but he can get hot and then he can he could take some of the worst shots and have some of the worst misses that you'll ever see, but but those misses aren't indicative of some kind of a, a dramatic fall off. And you look at Poole uh, in the game tonight, he winds up with 25. Poole had 26 in the game the other night uh, against the Pelicans. He had 31 in the game against Charlotte. Uh, and so Jordan Poole uh, starting to snap out of it these last three games for him uh, and really uh, essentially I think turned what was a, a cold, cold start uh, into now uh, a hot streak, and the Warriors uh, have really needed it. So uh, let's go ahead and hear from Jordan Poole uh, following this ball game as he uh, also addressed the media. Uh, here's what the third-year man from Michigan had to say. What did they do for you guys when Otto came in and sort of lit things up there, that little spasm there in the second quarter there? Uh, it's huge. 
Otto's a so lucky to have him. He's able to space the floor, um, and he's a he's a really big threat from three point line, and he's a mismatch for a lot of the fours and fives that guard him, especially in the offense. So being able to get him going early and and seeing him catch rhythm the way he did was uh, was huge for the run we had in the third. After last game, Andre was saying how he wanted to see you get to the free throw line a bit more. And I know on the post game show, they brought it up and you had a big smile on your face. Was that something you were really looking to do to get to the line a little bit more? I was just playing my game, my normal game, attack the rack the same. And I just apparently we got a good whistle today. I mean, they listened to Andre in the post game media. So let's show you how much pull he got. Jordan, how would you describe the lift that Gary's given you guys the last couple of weeks here? It's huge. I think I just want to keep reiterating how big of a party is it his team. Um, being able just to go out there and hound defenders and other best players, especially in that second unit all game. And he's been giving us a really good punch offensively, you know, whether it's making the right play, uh, getting a loose ball. You know, he's had a couple of electric plays the last three games. So he's going to keep it going, and we're excited. We're excited to have him, and um, he's, he's playing at a really high level right now. Andre said what he said after last, uh, last game, and, you know, Steve's come up here and, and said some pretty public criticisms uh, for you. Um, do you – respond better to those kind of public uh call outs or, or no nah, i mean they're really the same if they say in the public they're probably telling me in private so i've already heard it but i mean can't be good at everything right now you know you got to continue to learn and um that's what the coaches are going to do especially our vets you know they want us to be good and you know if there's an area we need to work on we work on it it's as simple as that Hey, Jordan, you and Steph have put up pretty strong defensive numbers to, together thus far. What about Steph as a defender helps you and helps the team as a whole? Um, it's huge. Obviously, we know the offensive punch that Steph's going to give us. And I want to say in this position, Steph's up there for one of the best defenders in the league right now. So being able just to have the best score, like the best score in the league, best shooter in the league, go and buckle down on the on the defensive end as well just gives us so much energy, so much life as a unit. And then being able to just go out there and guard the way that we've been guarding, all five of us on the string, and both units has uh, been key to our wins. Yeah, so Jordan Poole there, some high praise for Steph Curry, best defenders in the league, one of the best defenders in the league at his position, uh, also spreading the praise around for, for Gary Payton the second, uh, and the whistle, Iguodala's influence, in the, in the league, buying him some calls. I think that's what Jordan Poole was getting at there, saying that Iguodala in the post game was getting Poole a better whistle tonight uh, than he did uh, and has maybe at other points of the season. However, it came about, uh, and and I don't think Jordan Poole and Steve Kerr alluded to this, and we played the audio from him is is scared to to attack the basket, but sometimes he can attack the basket in a manner where uh, you know. It's a little bit – it can be a little bit out of control and you don't always get the calls. Now, there's other times where, where he's able to get to the basket and very cleverly finish. He'll have some of the more beautiful finishes that you'll see uh, as well. Uh, but I, I definitely think uh, in the 510 on the text line at 888 pool may be streaky, but having Iguodala on the team is going to help him. And I think to, to pool and what he just said uh, here, uh, Iguodala's already – helping him. Uh, so uh, good to hear from Jordan Poole. Podium game from him uh, as the Warriors win this one, 103-82, to and Poole playing well, scoring the basketball over these last three games. A couple of quick notes here, uh, and uh, we'll also, uh, a couple of texts uh, to close things out. The Warriors' depth and firepower dominating teams, that from the 5-1-0. 
Uh, Curry and Poole, best backcourt in the league, says the 213. Love people listening down in Southern California. Uh, and the 240 chiming in. Don't mind the fouls at all. We're talking about the Warriors uh, putting the Rockets on the free throw line 37 times tonight. This was a, one of those games where, you know, Steve Kerr has said it. Uh, you don't want to be fouling too much. That can be a, a, a difficult time uh, for the Warriors. But uh, the 2-4-0, I prefer fouls a lot more than turnovers. I think that's I, – I think Steve Kerr's probably with you on that one fouls over turnovers but there's times when the Warriors struggle where it's actually both it's 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 both those teams we saw that a lot last year when the Warriors struggled uh they would foul too much and they would commit turnovers and it would stop the game it would muck the game up and the Warriors would would get uh, you know less shooting on that team than this team and, and the game would kind of get bogged down and that would give the opponents opportunities to to get some victories final uh, couple of minutes here uh, and some notes, Warriors with their fourth straight win. That ties the best winning streak of the season. They they won the first four, then took the L to Memphis, and now another four-game uh, streak bookending the, the one loss there. Warriors scoring 115.8 points per game, uh, shooting at just a tick under 49% from the field and, and under 38% from three, holding their opponents, though, to 91%. Point five points. That's been the key. The defense and the Warriors are eight and one for the first time since 2018. Uh, you got to go back three years ago. Uh, that team started that 18-19 team with with Curry and Clay and Durant and Draymond. That team started ten and one, and uh, the Rockets have a, a personal winning streak. Uh, Warriors have a personal winning streak over the Rockets now at four. Uh, the Warriors have won six of the last eight games versus the Rockets. They'll play again here in San Francisco on January the 21st. And now the Warriors in six of their nine games this season have had 30 or more assists. They've won every single game, 31 tonight. They're 6-0 and in those games, and they lead the NBA with 30.2 assists. So the Warriors are, are making things happen on that end. And they're also making things happen in terms of getting into passing lanes, double digits and steals for the third consecutive game uh, as they wound up with 12 tonight. And if you go back through the regular season uh, of a year ago, the Warriors were 15-5 and five to close the regular season last year. They're 8-1 and one to begin this year. So that's 23 of the last 29 in, in the regular season going back to, uh, I believe it was April the 10th when the Warriors started that streak. Uh, and so they're they're playing very, very well. Uh, and uh, Jordan Poole, one quick note on him, uh, his third career half of 20 or more points tonight as uh, Jordan Poole had 20 uh, in the first half. So a lot of good notes and nuggets uh, from this one as the Warriors win their fourth in a row. Uh, they get the job done tonight. They beat the Rockets 120 to 107. All right, that's going to do it for me. Uh, thanks to everybody back in our San Francisco studios uh, for Sterling Bennett. Uh, also appreciate the help of uh, Brian uh, as well, uh, Craig Valentino. Uh, really appreciate everybody putting in uh, a long day, a lot of hard work uh, in the studio in San Francisco to get this thing uh, on the air. Uh, that'll do it for me. Kolsky's got you covered for the postgame tomorrow. 
Uh, keep it locked right here all day long. Going to be a busy day. A lot to talk about with the 49ers tomorrow. A lot to talk about with the Warriors tomorrow. And we got you covered all day long. So keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game. That'll do it. We'll talk to you uh, soon here. Warriors win it 120-107. to And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.